Boys, 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 boys. Did you, did you see this tweet? The, F, the FA finally is getting City. No, that's not. That's not what you think it is. Wait, the fi- the financial crimes? It's not the financial crimes. What? Then... This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three friends who support different clubs. My name is James. I support Arsenal. With me tonight, that is Brad over there. He supports Chelsea. Down below that, Sean. He supports Tottenham. Hotspurs gentlemen. Hello. Good day. How are you all? Hello. Fantastic. Brad's yeah. fantastic. Sean, I'm, I'm how are much you? better this I, week. I, I'm not. Uh it does to to allude to uh I am not. <laughs> I am not. Uh to to reference our intro, uh the FA is not concerned about the nineteen other Premier League teams plus the relegated teams plus all of their constituents, employees, players that have been impacted by all the financial irregularities that have happened with City. No, they're concerned concerned with one person. They were concerned with the safety of one ref. Hey, you always gotta you always gotta protect the refs from uh from being surrounded. But to be fair Absolutely. to be fair, City definitely deserves this charge. Absolutely. Uh, we, will, we will get into that in just a moment. We've got for you guys tonight the review of match week 14 and just a slight touch of match week 15, which is ongoing right now as we speak. Um, But before we get into this conversation tonight, if you could smash smash that subscribe button, ring the sub notification bell. Uh, If you're on one of the podcast sites, follow five-star review if your platform so allows it. Uh, Join our Discord. It's in the uh, description of this video. And uh, just communicate with us, contact us, hit us up, you know. Leave a comment so that we can uh, so we can get into that. Uh, speaking of comments, we did have uh, Jimmy. Uh, excuse me. Big big shout out to Jimmy. This this comment is about Jimmy, but big shout out to Jimmy for uh, joining us last week. Uh, we always love having another opinion on this uh, on this in this forum. And uh, Joel hit us up in the comments. He said, "Jimmy, you are very wise, and it's wonderful to listen to your very correct opinions about Newcastle. I hope <laughs> we get to discuss ball together on the pod one day." <laughs> so, hey, future collab sounds. Yeah. That would be great. Maybe, um, maybe in the future, if one of us is like missing for, I don't yeah. know, like a gala or something, we could uh, have both could, of them on do something yeah, crazy. Yeah, we'll have to keep, look at our look at our schedules, um, but not too far in advance. Um, <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, if, as you guys can see, we've got those uh, those results scrolling along the bottom. Um, we're just gonna <clears throat> we're just gonna kick it off with the the big matchup from the weekend. This was um, Ange and the Ange and the band. Going up to uh, yeah. Manchester. I, I need to find something funny. Um, yeah. uh, they 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 went up uh, to Manchester to face the citizens Pep and uh, Pep and the boys. Uh, this game was a barn burner from from the very beginning, wasn't yes, it? Sean? Ab- absolutely. Uh, can you? So Brad Brad has been there and has experienced a Spurs game at the Lane. It, yes. It it is pretty electric. So it, you could probably imagine the elation to dismay when not three minutes later the ball goes in the back of the net the other way. We hadn't, we barely had stopped celebrating. Yeah. When when the uh, when the own goal went through, it looked it looked <clears throat> as though Holland got a piece of it for a good number of replays till they got the back replay where it's you could see it 
go off of sun. Um, yeah, so that was that was super disappointing. But it was a really back and forth game. I I was actually having you know you know when you watch the whole ninety and then you look at the stats later, it, like I was I was surprised that they relatively dominated the possession 55 45 you know they didn't blow it away like they normally do but it felt like we have we had just as much control in the game as they did and i guess the i guess those stats relatively reflect that but if it felt like that to me it was in watching the game i think spurs were a hundred percent in this match the spurs yeah. gave as good as they got in this match and i think that I don't think you, you you don't look at this result and 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 think, man, Spurs must have gotten lucky to get a draw at City. I think Spurs fully deserved this result because they yeah. they took it to City in in many situations. Now they did have, you know, at, a couple bonehead situations where you can't if you're Basuma, you can't try and dribble three players twenty five yards yeah. from your goal. That's just yeah. that you can never do that against Manchester City. But no, Spurs absolutely gave as good as they got in this uh, in this matchup. Yeah, yeah, and I I. Yeah, the stats when you when you read down just you know the team stats, not the not the XG, not the uh, not the analyst stats, the sports department or whatever you want to call it. Uh, just Brad the stats, regular, yeah, Brad, stats. not the not the Brad stats, I mean, just the regular stats. It, it seems as even as it was. They had seventeen shots, most of them missed. Uh, there was four on target for them, four on target for us. We had eight total shots. Um, which means there wasn't a lot of saves. Uh, one each. One, yeah, one each. Yeah, we were 2-1 down for most of the game. Lacelso does what he does, which is only score absolute... Bangers. Howler, howlers from 25 out. That's all he does. Um, Kulisevsky with the header at the end. I mean, it was... Yeah, it was pretty electric. Um, and I felt like it was deserved, too. I don't, I don't know how... It sounds like James agrees with me that this was a pretty well-deserved draw that both teams oh, yeah. deserved a, at least a point. <clears throat> Absolutely, um, Spurs were good. I, Spurs were good value through the whole match. And and if <laughs> against against this city team who is missing no one, this is their full starting Ke- lineup. Kevin De Bruyne. Bruyne. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. They are missing De Bruyne. So <laughs> so so they would out of the lineup would have been. Out of the lineup would have been Julian Alvarez, who was absolutely incredible today or in that game. I don't know if you guys paid attention yeah, that, to that. He's been I think really. Maybe Bernardo been, Silva. That's out really actually. Good, yeah. I'm not it sure. Might, yeah, him. yeah. Who knows? Watching the game, it might have been Silva that's out. But anyways, um, on on paper, it would have been Alvarez out. But if I would have told you going against that City team that a team with Brian Gill, uh, Brennan Johnson. Giovanni Lo Celso, Ben <laughs> Davies, and Emerson Royale would have put up that type of performance against City. You probably guys, you probably would have told me that I'm absolutely nuts. Well, considering two weeks ago you were ready to ship Brian Hill back to Spain, I, um, I, Brennan Johnson, I, Brennan Johnson is is, is a surprisingly player. very good. Um, I did not. He is he he's going to have a career ahead of him. Um, yeah, and as long. He's good. As long as Spurs continue to trend upwards, the reason the reason why Arsenal were able to hold on to Kaiosaka and Martinelli is because we trended upwards. Spurs, if they continue to trend upwards, they'll be able to keep their young, talented players. If yeah. if you plateau or regress in any in any regard, then then those players Poachers. will get those players will get gobbled up by the Liverpools or 
the cities or Manchester, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like, so yeah. those are, he, he looks like a player. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah. I would Gil, be remiss. Gil, okay. Go I was going to give you a concession that I will say that Gil looked, Gil looks good this game. And I, <laughs> I regret my wishes to ship him so quickly back to Valencia yeah, like you or gave wherever. Him, you gave him like 90, what did I, what did I, like 90 I minutes him. and you were just like, get this guy out of here. Get him back to Bill Bilbao. I shipped him. Bilbao is yeah. where I shipped him. Um, uh, no, I, I think, well, I wanted him to get a run and then he got a run. I'm like, this dude's shit. Uh, and you were like, he played 90 minutes. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> and again, city, he looked, he looked, he looked like he belonged. And that's the biggest compliment I can pay him against a team like city. So I have to ask you a question about this match specifically. Okay. Um, it's about everyone's good friend, Simon Hooper. And yeah. he had a, a small situation very late in the game, this very, very minor inconvenience um, where he played advantage for a foul on Erling Holland. You Erling, know what? Erling Holland continued to play because the whistle hadn't blown. Erling Holland plays a peach of a pass over the top Absolutely. of all of the Spurs players and sends mm-hmm. Jack Grealish through mm-hmm. on goal. Um Granted, um, granted, he is what? still forty-five yards away from goal, so he still has a lot of work to do. And and after after Jack Grealish is obviously through on goal, then Simon Hooper um, play, calls the the playback because I guess there there was no advantage for Manchester City. Um, you, can someone make what? that make sense for me? You know what? This is such a hold on. This is such a minor inconvenience oh. that if you don't subscribe, like, <laughs> and ring the notification bell. A similar mistake is going to happen to you at your job. There we go, Brad. Well done. <laughs> well done. I, I will. I will say that I, at the moment, he was clean and free. Clean and free. Yes. On goal. He was heading towards the angle he was on was towards the corner ish. True. I don't believe at the end of that he would have been clean. Clear and what clear and free is that the that's the terminology well, that's they like, use? I think that's the type of uh, detergent. Free and clear is okay. a detergent. But, okay, uh, you know but, uh, he had washed that defense. I, I think we were going to cover it, but that's not Simon Hooper's adjudication to make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is my as a fan adjudication to make. That I I think I think we're good here. Like well, I, it's going over yeah. the top, and I'm like, we could cover that. Get to get just get to him. So no, I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing to say. Like, like, sure. Like, is it possible that Jack Grealish gets caught? Absolutely. Um, but do you know who was who was coming screaming down the pitch behind those defenders, ready for a cutback? Like, a one, a, a Norwegian like demigod who <laughs> was, robot, yeah, robot. Yeah. yeah, he was ready to score some autonomous goals I th- there. I think he turned around and ran just oh screamingly gosh. back. Oh my gosh! He was the first one to the ref. Yeah, he yeah. was he was heated. Um, the like, fact that Erling Holland has not been charged or that that he just gets a free pass for what he's what he said when Virgil Van Dyke got a one game ban earlier this year for um, using the same colorful language towards a referee. I, I mean, I don't want to say it reeks of favoritism, but but this this call definitely wasn't favoritism. Certainly, the call was bad. This, well, maybe this maybe maybe awful. it's even out. No, we're not. We're not playing the even. We're not. We're not. It was a terrible two call. Two wrongs do not make a right. Two I, wrongs make two wrongs. I do not. I think I can arrive at a location where I can understand that Simon Hooper said, <clears throat> "Oh, you still have the advantage 
thought about it for a second and said, ah, no, that was the wrong call. And he blows his whistle without realizing that Jack Grealish is streaking naked behind the defense. <laughs> like, I can arrive at a location where I could understand where Simon Hooper would make that. But if you're going to choke your whistle, you need to choke your whistle unless a Tottenham player gets that ball. Yeah, he's just, it's really bad. You're not paying attention to the game. You're right. That's the call. If you already choked the whistle, you need to let it play out. Yeah. And then bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. So, because even if he had let it go just like two more seconds. It would have concluded with probably Grealish scoring. But. And to be to be fair, hold on. Or a defender fair, cutting him off. Or even, a defender cutting him off. Even maybe if, either even, one. Either one. Yeah. Even if Jack Grealish gets the ball and a defender comes up and takes the ball, that's the, the advantage is well played there. The Correct. You don't even pull it back at that point because Correct. Erling Holland, you, he still was able to continue playing. So like the advantage, Correct. you didn't lose the advantage. So yep. yeah, I don't know. That's just. It's... That was that was one of the so Holland suffered from one of the problems I had a lot with um, a, a problem and a not problem with Harry Kane and uh, my problem was with that everyone called him a diver all the time because Harry Kane tried to fight through aggressive challenges all the time and it was infuriating like just go down and get the call because if you play through it and you get the pass off or the shot off they're never bringing it back because the advantage was played did did you see me nod my head there and almost want to divert your comment and just go in on that it looked like you, no oh, yeah no, it, well it looked like i was because you know i you know there were a couple There's... occasions that harry kane uh went down softly um, There's then, at least three years of back catalog. Or two years, my, sorry. My biggest beef with Kane is just the undercutting of jumping people. People who jump and then no, he undercuts them. That's messed up. Um, listen, he's a tall person, and if no. he chooses not to jump, that's not his fault. No. Anyway, um, Brad, we didn't get your opinion. Do you think? Do you think Tottenham were good value for this game, or, or do you? Yeah, think I thought that, it was very. Uh, from from the parts that I saw, because I didn't get to watch it all. Um, like Tottenham, Tottenham played. I know, right? Act like it's holiday season and I have time to breathe. Um Spurs played well. City played. I think I think a draw is fair ish. Okay. I I I think that was a really bad call at the end of the game. Yeah. Let's uh let's turn our attention to Stamford Bridge. Can Chelsea. Can I get one can yes, I get one cherry? Absolutely. Last word. L- last word. Uh, that Skip played really well off the bench. Okay. It was good to see. Mm-hmm. Was good to, good was good to see Richarlson. Healthy playing, he, he came in off the bench. He did did okay. Uh, super super kid out of the academy, Jamie Donnelly, made an appearance. That was good to see. Um, Ainge dipping into the academy players, so that was uh, he only. I mean, he came on in like the ninety plus sixth out of a seven minute extra time, so he he didn't get a chance to actually play. Let let's be honest, but good to see him dipping into the. Academy. Hope hopefully we see more of that soon. All right. So that's um, it. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> let's uh let's turn our attention to shall we uh to Stanford Bridge uh where Chelsea hosted Brighton. This was a a big to where all three of y'all uh, were wrong in the predictions. A, a big derby between uh Chelsea and Brighton. This is a heated rivalry. Big 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 feelings on both sides against about each other's club. Um. Yeah, Brad, you you correctly predicted a Chelsea win in this match. Jimmy, Sean, and myself all predicted a Brighton win in this match. Um, mm-hmm. And and Chelsea, to be fair, to give Chelsea credit, um, did it in somewhat spectacular fashion. Um, they were I mean, down down, for, for down half to the game. ten men and 
were able to were able to win the match. Um, so Brad, over Chelsea, an hour we were down a man. Chelsea win three to two. How yes. how are you feeling about this? Very good, awesome, great composure uh, after Gallagher was stupid. Um, I think Gallagher's second yellow was uh, a soft yellow. I think it is a foul. Um, I thought it was a foul, 100%. Doesn't get any of the ball, but I didn't think it was that dangerous of a tackle or stopping um, like a sporting foul because the team had already transitioned. Um, so I was a little upset, a little disappointed in that. Um, VAR came through in the clutch twice. Okay. It, it, VAR explain. had two good results here. Um, the penalty, the, the on-the-field call on um, Milner tackling Muldrick. Let me rephrase. Hold on. I can understand why the referee at first did not see the penalty if he was looking from the waist up. It was clean because like it was an elbow. like It was shoulder to shoulder. Okay. Uh, then feet said a different story, though. Milner was going to ground to get uh, to tackling Mudrick. So it was 100% a penalty. VAR came in and called that. Um, and then into stoppage time, uh, the ball gets blasted off of Colwell's head. Um, but his hand was up in like this position here like this. Like this. Yeah. Um, and the ref who was behind him saw it as the ball coming off of his hand. Well, because it's, it's one of these motions. He went... Right, right. Like and you, so he's his arm is his moving head. towards the ball. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not up from his yeah. angle. Hundred. Like yeah. I, 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 I understood from the yeah. camera angle. I was like, "What is being called?" Um, that was a very confusing play too. So live, probably live. I thought it was a, live. I thought it was a handball. Oh, see, I saw the next snap, so I didn't think it was. I live. I thought it was a handball. Saw the replay. Was like, oh, that's yep. off his head. No handball. And so. Uh, yep. So it was it was correctly adjudicated, although the ruling was weird, and I I, I figured it out since. Um, so because I didn't know the ref called a handball because like it wasn't clear that it was a hand like that the ref had called a handball. I didn't see him point to the spot. Um, but so the ball hits off of though. So uh, Brighton player kicks the ball off of Colwell's head. It goes out. Play stopped. Out. Huh? Yes, it does. It launches out into a corner. Right. But the whistle was blown from when it hit Colwell because he thought it was a handball. So instead of Brighton getting a corner, which had the ref not blown the whistle, they would have gotten the corner. Chelsea got a drop ball in like the last like two minutes of the game. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, that's correctly adjudicated. Correct. Um, it's unfortunate. And I was just confused and like, what is going on here? But the confusion was that the ball wouldn't have gone out of bounds had the ref not blowing the whistle correct because players stopped the ball then rolled out of bounds which made no it the-, the ball didn't roll out of bounds. the ball launched out of bounds bro that ball hit off of cole's head hard enough for a concussion <laughs> <laughs> yeah like so, his head snapped back okay so brad uh, chelsea yes. are chelsea are silently up to 10th place yes I, I believe actually that's where they started the weekend uh so and have been for four weeks how how are you feeling about chelsea they're they're let me give you their last five the last five results for chelsea it, it is uh win loss draw win loss so a bit topsy-turvy um yep. how are we feeling do we think that uh are we back is chelsea back i've been saying that. yes i think so i think we are playing much much better um i think results are starting to come our way um, that, that Newcastle game was shocking. Um, 
but I think the response in this Brighton game was very good. Um, let's see if we can continue it. Um, I don't see why not. Besides people that didn't even play the game picking up injuries, we got two more injuries. So tricky fixture, though, um, in the midweek fixtures that are going on yes. right now. On Actually, as you guys are, are listening to this podcast, um, the game is probably going on right now. It's the United-Chelsea match from Old Trafford. Um, how, I mean, anyone could lose at Old Trafford, right? Like, Of course. I And I think we win. Dang. Unfortunate. unfortunate. I need Dang. to replace that tape. Arsenal and the in the, we'll get, we'll have to get to the Arsenal game here in a second and see yeah. why that flag fell down. Let's talk about both Arsenal um, wins since we last talked. Sure. Yeah. We but, haven't been talking about Arsenal because they just keep winning. So we just we only talk about uh interesting things. <laughs> um we haven't won at United since Juan Mata in twenty thirteen. Oh man. Okay. So like seriously, like we have losses. yeah. Uh, yes. Um do I think we win? Yes. <laughs> Um, speaking of Manchester United, they had a, a match. This was the uh, this was the Newcastle Manchester United match. This was the Ooh. match against which team was less tired. Um, both of them had heartbreaking losses essentially um, in the Champions League midweek. Um, Newcastle, of course, had that awful awful draw against PSG, uh, where PSG were gifted a penalty in the ninety second <laughs> minute, and then Manchester United had an awful draw away at Galatasaray where they were up 2-0 in the match then they were up 3-1 in the match and drew the match 3-3 so uh um how uh this 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 match ends 1-0 to Newcastle but I don't know if you guys got to watch a significant portion of this match I did yep and, I did I watched it all oh my goodness Manchester United had zero interest in this football game uh yeah getting absolutely obliterated this game could have been seven nothing, and I would be like, "Yeah, that's about right." Marcus Rashford has almost no interest whatsoever in defending. Yep, and he is not productive enough on the offensive side of the ball to to warrant such a blatant disregard, a flagrant disregard for defense, um, especially in to today's fair, modern game. To be fair, neither does Garnacho. Neither does Bruno. Neither does Martial. Oh, that's that's unfair to Bruno. That's, Bruno that's, puts that's, a shift that's un, in. Yeah, that's unfair to Bruno. Bruno puts a shift in. But but this is um. I mean, Ronaldo got ran out of Manchester by Ten Hag for for not being fully committed to his system. And we've got Marcus Rashford, who, despite what all Manchester United supporters want to say and say that he's a, a star boy and he's still like an up and coming guy, he's twenty six years old. Six. Yeah, twenty six years old. He's yeah. not producing like a player who's on 300 grand a week should be. Like, is Marcus Rashford a problem for Manchester United? Uh, unless he starts playing, like, you you hit the nail on the head. We, we have, Tottenham have only been relevant because all 11 players play. Like, uh, let's, let's be honest. We don't have the talent of even Arsenal, uh, even people on our level. Or what I perceive to be our level, like we don't have Chelsea's, we don't have Chelsea's payroll or talent. We don't have Liverpool, Arsenal, and Tottenham are on the same plane in my mind because we don't go sign yeah. like United, City, and we Chelsea don't print, we don't are just print over there. Yeah, we don't print money like yeah, those. We, clubs, we don't yeah. print money. So, like, I don't. Out of those three teams that I just named, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Tottenham, I think we have the. We don't have the talent of you guys. Like it agree. doesn't feel like it. 
Um, th- there may be players where I can I can make arguments here, here, and here, and we've got great young people that I could make arguments about about like maybe Udogi's the best left back out of the three. But anyways, that's beside the point. The only reason we are where we are is because all eleven, all eleven worked their butt off. Yeah, it's such a key and, component to modern football. Absolutely, like, with the way that all of these managers want to high press and and stick it in and like get win the ball back as quickly as possible. If your front three aren't pressing, aren't trying and fighting on the defensive end, it, it breaks everything down. It breaks everything yeah. down. There were at least two or three opportunities that I remember early on in the first half where Newcastle just just eviscerated uh, United's left-hand side. They just, like, it, it, and you had Juan Basaka over there. Juan Basaka is not the best defender in the world. And so you have yeah. you have a, a, a defensive side, a defensive half of the pitch that has Rashford, Offering zero support, zero protection to Juan Basaka, and Juan Basaka is 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 prone uh, he's, prone to get he's, done. Yeah, he's he's fast, but I mean, and, and he works hard. Like it's not we're not trashing Basaka. It's just not that great defensively. He's great going forward. And the the biggest issue, like the way that United have conceded so many of their goals this year, is that teams get on the wings, cut the ball back, and they ignore midfield runners. And midfielders come onto balls and just score from the top of their box. Like, like if Newcastle weren't so injury depleted and so like physically depleted from their, they they'd played the same starting eleven in the league for like three straight games and like everybody played ninety minutes or whatever it was. They like, I think if Newcastle was just slightly fresher, they would have scored seven or eight goals in that game because yeah. just like with the the sure sure uh, sheer number of opportunities that that United presented to them. And so, like, this is a conundrum for this Manchester United team. They Their squad, I think, is better than... And it's crazy, because, like, we're doomed... I'm over here dooming Manchester United, and they're currently seventh. Um, they're, they're, they're not far off of... They're not far off of the Champions League spaces. Uh, Onana is actually very good in the league. He's just trash in Europe. Um, and so, like, like... like it's not as doomer as I'm making it sound, and I do think that this Manchester United team is is good, but like they are they are feast or famine. Like either you get a really really good team and it's a good game, or they're just like uninterested and unmotivated, and and it's just I don't know what it is with this I United think, team. I think it may this may sa- sound odd, but it may just be like the authoritarian style is just moving its way out the Mourinho's the Conte's do you think Ten Hag's an authoritarian yes yeah it seems like it yeah yeah or I think think or let's see I mean yes he has his vision the Fergie Fergie, like that style I think is just phasing itself out of the game but like players don't want uh, to be treated I think player power has increased and manager power has decreased but I think this is a huge issue for Manchester United, though, because they've run through managers that players haven't liked, and like I, right. they like they got rid of their last player friendly manager in 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 Oligoner, Solskjaer because yeah. he was too soft. That's true. That's and true. And so like like they need to have like a, like a legitimate like you know like when companies like have to define what their culture is and like like really hunker down and like be like this is our culture we'll stick we're sticking to it even if we don't we're not profitable for 6 months we know that we know that it's going to it's going to serve us in the long run like Manchester United like if they sack Ten Hag which would be wild to me i think that they they are going to lose any credibility with 
with any which, players that like the player it just proves that the players have more more control at that club it just and they, reinforces it i i i agree with you but they they might be getting rid of ten hog with um homie coming in radcliffe coming in and running the sporting side he may have a different view than ten hog does i'm i'm not saying it's correct i think you need to stick with ten hog just to reset the culture but to but to james's point i think to reset the culture clearly at this point you need to sell rashford for whatever that is set 70 80 mil you get 70 80 mil off of rashford uh martial out like all all the little bad bad apples like you keep you keep bruno you keep garnacho works his butt off like he's not he he puts in a shift and he's really good he's in a look here's the thing with rashford and it's the same thing with garnacho they're both academy kids yeah that's why they that's why they don't want to let go of rashford i think that's the biggest issue but like, but if you if, if you want to reset the culture, then clearly, but like, I is, agree. Is Rashford playing for any of the other traditional big six sides? Probably not. I, if we had Rashford, he would he would see the field. I think if I think if Arsenal had Rashford, he'd play. Yeah, but like, I'm think, not saying he he'd be a, he would be one of our front three. Like, are we uh, saying in, on, in a so wait, are we saying on who he on who he can be or who he has been? Because who Neither. he can be, sure, he plays on do all of Do you think he's washed? Who he has been, no. Do you think he's just washed, Brad? Who like, he is right now, I do not. Do you, I think, do not he's, you think he's redeemable at any level? Like, no, obviously, I think it, you don't I think, think he it is. gets into. I think it gets into Tottenham's culture. Look, and does, I'm sure James, James probably missed. feels the same way. He gets into Tottenham culture. His attitude's going to change, and I think he's going to be fine. I think it would be fine for us. I, I, I think, got enough of a roller coaster. I don't need a player that does like. I don't think Chelsea's yeah, a good. I don't think Chelsea's a good fit. Yeah, you got. You guys have too many things going on. Yes, he gets. He gets in a locker room with Arteta or Big Ainge. I think he's fine. Or Pep, like I let or Pep Klopp, or Pep Klopp, Klopp. Yeah, knocks. knocks I think he's. In him. I think he's in Klopp cellar for like yeah, three right? months, and he yes. comes out as a different player. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's cooking. Um, so I think this is an interesting. Sure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not personally prepared to write Rashford off. Um. Because I think that you can also can't call him a wonder man. kid at twenty six. No, of course that stuff needs to stop. Calling That's, him a star boy I, is. I think absurd. it just needs a he needs an ego check. I think. Yeah, yeah they one hundred percent got outplayed. Yeah. In this game, like so, they are lucky it's one nothing. And that uh, and Livermento is a baller. Do you that say that can play? Didn't he uh, come through the Chelsea system at some level? Either way, he's still a baller. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did, but he is still. Tell, be honest with me. Put another tick on that Coban. He box, was Sean. He was a beast in that game. Uh, the kid, the kid's got got potential. The kid's got potential. Um, and he's had a good, he's in a good club to harness that so, potential. So, so Joel so, said himself, Dan Burns not getting his spot back. Livermento's got it. So, Brad, tell me this. So that's not just me. That wasn't just me saying that Livermento <laughs> was popping off for Chelsea. Joel's so, words exactly. Tell me this. Yeah. Fred, if you have such a good academy and such a well run scouting department, yeah. Why did you let Livermento go to Southampton? Uh it wasn't necessarily that we let him, it's that he saw no path to to first team football. Because I don't know if you, you know this, why but, did you uh, leave him back? We had we had Aspiliqueta and uh Reese James. Like they kept as they re signed Aspie for a year. No, he plays right he's a right back by by nature, Burns he was playing left, left back. back. He was he's playing left back for Newcastle due to their injuries, but he so is a right back. Your great Cobham Academy 
and scouting department yes. couldn't understand that maybe the right back that's so great couldn't play left back. Or we didn't want to try that because Tuchel didn't play any of the academy that wasn't already in the front first team. You forget hey. we've had like twenty thousand managers. It is what it like, is. Like I don't know. I think I don't. I don't know why you get so salty that Cobham is is an awesome academy. Like I think that's a proven fact by now. I think you just sign a bajillion players and then claim all of them. Like you get like no homie actually came up through the academy. This isn't like Omari Hutchinson. Yo, if what? you ever what? try, if you ever right, ever, I wouldn't ever try and claim Omari not, Hutchinson. We, we bought him at <laughs> seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. That doesn't matter. How is he doing on this loan? By the way, do you know? Ipswich, he's uh, uh, I, I don't know. Um, Ipswich are balling. We'll have to find tune, out soon enough. Tune in, tune in in the next few weeks. I'm gonna have a a, a championship league one, league two update coming up. <laughs> Sean's been harping on this every day in the group. Ooh, we'll get, we're gonna get there. Wild in if, the down nope, in if the we leagues. Were, if yep, we were nope, at 33, we don't have that time. if we were at 33 minutes into this podcast, we'd be getting Whoop. into it right now. Um, big, um, uh, just a quick uh, anecdote about this this weekend. Uh, there were 38 goals in the Premier League this weekend. Um, One not, per team. Not the, I know I not typed the most. them all. Yeah, not not the most ever in a Premier League weekend. Um, but yes, Brad. When you're done, I have another. I have one more last statement to, um, to make to end us out before you. So uh, I think that we've decided the Premier League has decided that defense is not a thing anymore, um, and that continued on into the uh, midweek games because there was a seven-goal thriller uh, between Luton and Arsenal as well. So, um, so yeah. Um, but Brad, what's your what's your last comment and and take yep. us out? Uh, Burnley's Burnley's five 0 defeat of Sheffield United has our first manager sacking of the season. Oh, true, yeah. With Mr. Wilder coming back to the team from when they were last in the Premier League, like what? What is going on? Chris Wilder but, did a uh, did a record relegation for Sheffield, and he is back for second season. <laughs> As their, I think he's like their temp manager. Um, yeah, that's gonna, they be, find that's gonna be permanent, probably. But stay tuned later on in this week when we do the preview for match week sixteen because fifteen is happening now. You want to tell them where to find us? Oh yeah, you can find us at I'm at KS Brad G. <laughs> Uh, James is at James Tiffany and Sean is at Whiteheart underscore Sean. Collectively, we are at Redcard underscore radio on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Bro. iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Yo, you if can hear us. You're, you're telling them they're telling them where they can find us. If if they've gotten to this part of the podcast, they know where to find us, at least on uh, YouTube or send it to or, your friend then yeah. or, or your worst enemy. <laughs> We don't really care. Just share with everybody. Share with somebody this week. That's your homework. Hit us back. We'll be back tomorrow with a preview. Uh, we'll look a little bit at match week 15. We can't do too much because it's midweek. And when we record this, those games haven't happened. But we'll take a look at the weekend coming up. Got some good ones. Um, you won't want to miss it. So hit that, uh, ring that sub bell so you are notified when this episode, uh, when the new ones come out. But we will see you all soon.